Hi everybody and welcome to Mindless Full. Today I am so excited I have Jamie Burke on the podcast, a fellow Mayo man um, and he's going to talk to us today about his journey to become sober. Um, I actually uh, spotted Jamie a few times in the local town I live in and I kept getting messages to something. Now there's a reason he keeps seeing this fella and it's all aligned and I reached out to him this week and like that I always say you know people are put on our path or we meet people at the right time and especially with this podcast whoever's supposed to be on will be on at the right time and today is the right time for you Jamie so thank you so much for agreeing to come on oh thanks for reaching out and yeah it definitely it felt like the right time when you messaged me too I was reading it going well you know I think this is something I actually want to do and need to do so yeah yeah it was definitely destined yeah and I suppose what we're going to talk about today is so symbolic and I think there's a lot of people that really need to hear your journey or will resonate, you know, with a lot of the things you're going to share. So I suppose, like, if you don't mind taking taking us back, like, when, I suppose, did you embark on this journey to become sober? Or when did you, I suppose, realise, okay, my drinking, you know, there, there, there may be things I need to look at with my drinking or my behaviour around it. Yeah, well, the sober journey for me started in 2012 and the Hollywood story behind that would be I never drank again, okay. but uh, that wasn't the case. Um, I guess I would have, I'd have started drinking 15, 16, like an awful lot of my friends and peers. That was the norm. I wouldn't have taught myself in any ways different um, at that age, early teens. Um, even though when you think back about it, um, down and nagging a vodka or a shoulder straight vodka it really wasn't the uh, best practice but uh, that was the norm and yeah. I was just fitting in and like I said didn't feel mm -hmm. any different um, I didn't go to third level and I went straight into work really I was working okay. construction so that was I was 18 and living at home I was yeah working Monday to Friday and then I just drank at the weekends, again, nothing abnormal. I was playing mm. football with Gary Moore. Um, I was probably really lucky as I look back that I was playing football and involved with sport because it kept me grounded or it gave me a purpose to stay fit and, you know, not be drinking every weekend. We'd have games and stuff. So I was good and dedicated. Yeah. But um, I would have probably noticed every now and again, yeah, I'd get like blackout drunk okay. and the feeling afterwards would be awful like you know you'd be just down and out and ashamed and just leave me alone that fear mm. that people talk of the fear would come into me for a few days and again you talk to your friends and like oh she weren't that bad and mm. everyone's really positive and good and yeah I guess at that stage it wasn't really causing me any difficulties in my life so you just kind of roll with it. Um, but it would have started to get, that would have been more regular than the blackouts and just the recklessness and my, I guess, attention seeking really. Um, and as I look back, I know that I was probably, I was dealing with, uh, yeah, mental health issues and anxiety and stuff that I carried from my childhood and you know, I, I didn't know how to deal with them things as most people didn't back then. We didn't really talk. We didn't talk at all about mental health. Yeah. Or it just wasn't a, a topic or a buzzword. And I would have, uh, I guess, when I found alcohol, it was like putting on this cape or putting on a mask. You know, I'd be able to become someone else. Mm -hmm. um, and I almost, I started to form that other character, really. Um, you know, I was... I was loud and proud when I was drinking and I you'd probably look at me and think geez that fella's full of confidence but really I was super insecure I had very low self-esteem behind it all um and this was my way of trying to deal with it um and I was getting 
attention and get attention from my friends mm. and I thought I was great crack and for the most part I think I was a bit of crack but I mean I'd get so reckless and blackout drunk so mm. often that it does catch up with you and I would have had you know I, I failed relationships early doors because of my drinking just been a fool I wasn't a I cheated. I was, I was a bad egg that way. Um, and again, not to say that alcohol was the excuse, but I just had difficulty dealing with a lot of things and I couldn't, I couldn't portray stuff. I wasn't, I didn't have the words. I didn't know how I just didn't have the tools. And the only coping mechanism I knew was alcohol and as Homer Simpson once said, it was the cause of and solution to all of life's yeah. problems. Mm. And that's all I knew. Um, and so I, I just, I suppose I struggled a lot and I began past traumas and childhood traumas and things would creep up as I was getting a bit older. Um, and again, just never dealt with any of that stuff and pushing it down and pushing it down with alcohol. Um, it was always going to end badly, but I suppose yeah. I just didn't, you can't, you can't see the light at the time. Mm. Um, so the drinking, my drinking really changed. And when I was 26, so I took over running my local pub and that kind of was just, I, I was there for five years and the first few years in that were just chaos really for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, so like like I said I, I'd been playing football and I'd been working nine to five so you know as bad and all as I'd be drinking it it was still only a weekend thing but when you have your own pub uh, so you're you know, surrounded it's, by yeah, absolutely. yeah yeah it's there the whole time and I mean random nights midweek could turn into three or four o'clock in the morning drinking and it just became it became my identity it was just who I was I was yeah. Republican and you know there was always going to be Jamie drinks and Jamie's good crack and so you yeah. know Saturday nights after the nightclub if Jamie's up for it and I most the time was be back to my pub and so the drink had just became binge binge yeah. all the time uh, and it would have yeah like I said it would have gone from being just maybe a Saturday night and all day Sunday or it could be Tuesday now and an all day Wednesday and there could be a couple of heavy sessions midweek and then I swear I wouldn't go out for the weekend but you'd end up out again yeah I just really got lost in it all so I did um and I would have got you know I, I wasn't coping well I certainly I, I'd never worked in a bar in my life I suppose a bit of background I just construction industry was yeah done the recession was hitting and this opportunity came up and for some reason I thought it was a good idea. Um, like I said, never worked in a bar. I got a crash course the night before and how to pull pints. Wow. And I just threw myself into this. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, not a clue. I, I mean, not only did I know how to work in a bar, I had no idea about business or running mm -hmm. a business. In my head, this is just going to be very simple. You okay. the yeah, yeah, and you give yeah. people the drink. Yeah. And it's, you know, the rest will sort mm. itself out, but you know, there's, there's obviously tax returns and there's fat and mm. there's stock. And there's, I mean, there was so much more that I wasn't prepared for. Yeah. And I, I let all that build up and I was avoiding stuff and you know, the, the bills and stuff started to pile up then yeah. and my lifestyle, uh, you know, I was living this lifestyle of a guy that, you know, was doing really well, okay. the pub was yeah. doing well. Yeah. I was going out regular. I was drinking a lot. Mm. Um, but like I wasn't actually running a good business. Okay. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, I owed money. I had revenue onto me and I didn't know how to deal with that. I was terrified. I was like, oh my God, are they going to close the pub on me? I'll be mortified. Like everybody thinks I'm yeah. doing so yeah. well, but here I am, like not doing as well as I thought. Um, so I was, you know, I was, I pushed that down then and I was hiding yeah. all that. Um, and drinking, yeah, drinking to cope, drinking to cope mm -hmm. with every stress. Like I said, yeah. I still, I'm like, I'm 26, 27. 
and I still haven't learned anything, mm. you know, about a coping skill mm. um, only alcohol. So yeah, it would have got quite dark for a while for me. Like mm. I was just um, things were yeah, things were bad in my head. Yeah, so I was. And did, you, did you feel at that time the only thing, the only coping skill was the alcohol? You know, your kind of escapism or yeah yeah and i mean i knew it wasn't good and i knew it wasn't helping yeah but I, like i said i just didn't know anything else yeah and yeah i didn't i didn't know who to reach out to i didn't know what to do and i used to sit with the thoughts and i, I just wasn't able to process them mm. i got dark it got dark in my head and you know i don't i don't like saying this out loud and i don't like saying it and i don't take it lightly but i thought about suicide very often for a long time and i don't think i ever would have gone ahead with it yeah but the fact that i thought about it so much yeah the thoughts I mean, there. it was strange i romanticized i i'd picture it I, I knew what i wanted to do i knew where i wanted to do it i think about my funeral and i mean that's an yeah. awful thing to be saying um but that's how bad it got for me that's yeah but that's, that's the truth. Like the places that, I yeah. Got to, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I found out I was going to become a dad. Okay. Um, and, oh gosh, I mean, that hit me like a ton of bricks. Wow. I was yeah. really unprepared and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I couldn't process that either. I mean, that was just such a big thing. Mm. And I, I mean, I was going, I'm, you know, I'm this publican, I'm this, yeah. who goes drinking a lot and like I'm not I'm not going to be a dad I can't be a dad and you know for the few months before MJ was born I'd have drank really hard because mm, yeah. again I just that was my coping skill yeah, I didn't yeah. know how to deal with it and he was born and I went to see him the next day and I held him and I genuinely I just I knew something's changing here like this is wow. this is going wow. to be a massive yeah. change obviously it is but mm, yeah yeah just looking at him I was like oh my god like I understand for the first time ever what love is what unconditional mm. love is and I'm looking at this little guy and I'm thinking you know you're you're mine yeah. and oh, I was it was huge um and again I'd love to say that I said on that day I'd never drink again and I never did yeah. but not the case yeah. I went on a big bender of drink to celebrate his birth and yeah. for the first few months afterwards I was still drinking um, not as often I had yeah. purpose and mm -hmm. um, you know me and MJ's mum were not together but we got mm -hmm. on really well and we get on yeah. really well super mum um, we're modern family yeah. and you know, we just, we made that work from the start. Our families get on so well and everything's great that way. So I would have had MJ over with me pretty much from, yeah, after his first month of birth, you know, he was coming mm. staying with me and, you know, yeah. I had this, like I said, this new purpose. And when he was, he was eight months. So it was March, 2012. So again, uh, St. Patrick's Day had just happened and a lot of drinking and I just I've been toying it with in my head I knew I don't know what I want to say was there like a voice or was there something just telling me you know this this has to stop you know okay. yeah what you're doing to yourself isn't working so I decided I was going to give up drink for three months so this was my thing Gary Moore were playing in the championship in May the end of May and it was going to be exactly three months from the day I said to the game and my excuse was I'm going to get super fit and I'm going to be, you know, integral player for the team. That was my excuse to stop. And I did it. And the three months were great. They flew by. I felt better, sleeping better. Life just was better. The pub was running better. And yeah, I was super fit. And we get to the game. We win the match. I played well. And it was all there for me. Like, you know, everyone's like, oh, this is the big breakout again. But I knew, I knew leading into the game, I wasn't certain. 
you know, I was kind of going, we'll see how the match goes. You know, that'll define really whether I drink or what I do. But having won and having played well, I was on top of the world. So you'd be thinking, yeah, this is the perfect time. Go for a big drink like we always did. Yeah. But I didn't want to. And I didn't. Mm-hmm. And for I didn't drink again for, I stayed off for 15 months that time. Wow. Um, and was that hard, like, or was because he had done the three months? Had you kind of got over the like the hurdle, or I don't. I guess, like I said, I I, I knew I needed to stop. Yeah. I, I just knew I needed to sort myself out. The three months, yeah, having done the three months was great. And then, like I said, I was feeling so good. I was like, I don't want to yeah. wreck this. I mean, this whatever's happening to me now feels good. So I'm gonna roll with this. But I'm a publican now as well. So I'm running the pub and like I'm sober and I'm not drinking and it's all very new. And there was no issue. I mean, it wasn't like there was no campaign. I wasn't doing it, raising money. I wasn't doing it for, I wasn't saying I'm going to get to a year now. It was just, I wasn't drinking. Yeah. But I hadn't figured out where I was going yet. So, you know, but things started to happen. Like just life, like I said, was so much better. Um, I met my now wife, Aoife, in that yeah. year of sobriety. Um, I, I had never dated or met a girl in my adult life sober anyway. So wow. this was yeah. all really new and it was all, it just felt better. There was, it was, it was powerful. Like it was lovely. It was just a nice time. Yeah. I was getting on, you know, like I was really enjoying being a dad mm-hmm. and I just took to that. And like I said, I felt I have a purpose now and things are going well. Um, Sorry, I don't know that one. Alexa, oops. <laughs> um, Can you say it again? Oh gosh, I better plug her out in case she starts. Plug out it. Alexa. Don't worry, lights to be flickering and everything and when we do, we're, we're recording these. And I don't know, did you notice, but they're about when you started talking about your journey from to like becoming sober did you notice the volume on your microphone went up no you'll hear it on the podcast back but I would take that as it's like it literally went right up you could really hear it this side that they're like right come on yeah it's time for you to share this you know you've got a powerful message and now then Alexa wanted to come in as well (laughs) She, she wants to be part of it yeah 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 I'm good at it yeah so so yeah you were seeing all these changes like and I think that's so symbolic you know like you said about you were feeling better and I believe our body our body will tell us we know if something's good for us or something isn't good for us so you were seeing all these changes you met your now wife the universe was just handing giving putting stuff on your path um yeah and what was going on like you know, like you were saying there that you had, you didn't have a plan like, okay, I'm never, I'm never going to not drink again. But was there like changes, like were you getting kind of curious about, I suppose, staying sober then or for the long term or? The, I, I wasn't thinking too deeply about the no. sober part of it, but I knew yeah. now is a time, like there's, like you said, things were changing and things were happening and, I knew that I was in a good place and in a much better place in my head. And I could see that, look, pub life isn't going to be for me. I need to get out of this. Um, and I made the decision that I was going to leave after. So this was 2012, 2013. So, yeah, I was going to be leaving at the end of my term. So that would have meant I was five years. I'd have done five years. So. I gave my notice to the landlord in January that I was going to be leaving at the end of August. So 1st of September, I was out, out of the pub. So that was giving him loads of time to find someone new and giving me loads of time to process that and find a new job and career. And, you know, all that was just mad. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I kind of narrowed it down to a few things. And I ended up joining the Red Cross in Clare Morris and doing some first aid courses and yeah. really liked that. So I went and I did my EMT course 
Um, and I figured that, yeah, this is, this is, I think this is what I want to do. This is what I want to go into. Again, I was just more energetic. I felt yeah. good. I liked the idea of helping people. And so that's what happened. I was going to leave the pub. Um, but unfortunately, as I got to May of that year, um, you know, I, I was really anxious, really, really anxious. I hadn't got a job yet. I, I had done the course. I got my EMT license, but I had no job yet. And now we're like, there's only three months left, you know, and I'm out of here. So it was almost like this clock, you know, with the countdown was on me. And um, I suppose Aoife had never seen me drunk or drinking and she'd never yeah. been with me. And we didn't socialize the same as other couples would have because I was yeah. a publican and because I was off drink. So <laughs> I guess I kind of, I don't know why, but for some reason, yeah, I thought it'll be different. You know, yeah, yeah. I'll be able to go back drinking now. Yeah. I've been off for 15 months. I've matured so much. It'll be completely different yeah, yeah. and I'll be a different person. But that wasn't the case. I mean, the first night I went drinking, I got absolutely hammered. Yeah. And that's just my personality. It's mm -hmm. all or nothing with me. Yeah. Um, I realize now, looking at other aspects of my life, that, yeah, I just, I have the addictive nature in me mm -hmm. yeah. um, as part of my makeup. So... Yeah, that 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 summer, oh, I mean, just drinking hard again, yeah. um, really silly drinking, just this kind of like this is the end of this chapter, and just didn't know what to do with myself. I was really, really, like I said, I was so anxious. I was yeah. so so anxious about what am I going to do? My identity for the last five years has been behind this bar in the pub, and like, I felt. I almost felt invincible behind the bar. It's strange, even though I'm sometimes I'm more comfortable in the shadows than I am in the spotlight. There was there was a comfort blanket being behind the bar and serving the people. Um, and I was going to lose that. And that, like I didn't know what was I going to be or what was going to become. It was just, and again, I had no idea how to deal with these things. Yeah. I didn't have any other solution to deal with anxiety. I don't even think I knew I had anxiety. Yeah, I, I was just going to ask you that. I actually was going to ask you, like, did you know at the time that it was anxiety or, you know, was it something that nearly like a feeling that that you knew would come every so often? I, I certainly wouldn't have been able to say the word anxiety. Yeah, okay. As yeah. I just wouldn't have, I don't know, was it probably wasn't as big a buzzword then. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I wasn't aware of that and... The self-medication with alcohol was all I knew. And that's yeah. that's what I went to. Um, and I finished in the pub. And it was, uh, I was lucky because I got I got a job in the ambulance service almost straight away. Um, and I moved out of the pub. I'd been living above it too. So like, you know, that was, that's five years. I mean, it's a, it's a big chunk yeah. of my life there was right there where I had my own independence, I had my own yeah. place. So I moved into Clamaris and I was rented on my own. Um, and I was only getting days here and there with the ambulance services, private ambulance service. So, you know, I just, I was struggling again. I didn't have the money to be renting the the house yeah. I was in really. And uh, I would have been still drinking and going out. Now it kind of felt like a release. I could go out at the weekends where I used to be able to go out as freely because mm -hmm. yeah. I always hit the pub. Um, and that winter, like, I would have gone into Christmas then um, and I had a really bad episode with drink. I was supposed to be working in the local nightclub um, and I went into work and I got so hammered. I've been drinking most of the day okay. that I ended up getting thrown out of the nightclub by yeah. the bouncers Okay, that I went into work in. Yeah, yeah so... That was bad. And that was a pretty bad public display of drunkenness. And I was rather ashamed after that night. You know, I think it upset a lot of people. I'd lost my car keys. It was Christmas. It was like two nights before Christmas. Um, I was just, it was a really, really dark time. Um, I've always kind of struggled with Christmas too. It's one of those times a year. Um, it just... 
I suppose it goes back to childhood. Yeah. Um, I don't remember Christmas being the Hallmark yeah, yeah, movie yeah, that yeah. we see on television ever, really. Yeah. My memories of it are very different. Okay. Um, so I, I think I do. I think darkness creeps into me around mm. that time of year, always, yeah. even still. Um, I'm starting to deal with it better, I think. <laughs> I yeah. hope so. I'm I'm more aware of it now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I after that night, I knew again this is it. Like okay. so there was a complete cut out of drink again. And I did about two years. I did two years, yeah, just over two years with no alcohol. But I kind of became a bit of a recluse for a while. Okay. I went into myself completely. I, I was really embarrassed after that night, like really, really ashamed. Yeah. I didn't want to be seen in Clamaris. Um, I ended up moving home and I hadn't lived at home like for over five yeah. years, almost yeah. six years. So okay. even that was difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like I was giving in. I'd mm-hmm. gone on and done so much, but now I'm back. And, you know, it was just a weird time. I started getting panic attacks that year. I'd never had a panic attack in my life. I was just really, again, insecure and just uh, unable to deal with and process all the other things, which I hadn't. So I had been using alcohol to deal yeah. with everything, and, and now it's yeah. gone. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know what to do. You know, I, giving up drink, strange and all as this sounds, is probably the easy part for me. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, I have good willpower. Like, so if I tell me I have to give it up, I'll give it up. Yeah. I suppose I never really... I wasn't educated enough and I hadn't sat with it enough or learnt enough to know that, you know, alcohol was, was my, my medication. It was my everything. It was everything I ever went to, to deal with any stress I had in my life. So, you know, now I don't have it and I know I can't, I know it'll ruin my relationship with Aoife if I continue drinking. I know I'd probably, I'd lose my job Mm -hmm. because, you know, I just wouldn't be trustworthy. And yeah, so I, I know all the reasons not to drink mm. them type of reasons, but I'm still not figuring it out for myself for, you know, what it was doing to me and what it was doing for me. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And all these feelings then that when you had the alcohol, it was the feelings weren't get, didn't have the space and the alcohol's gone and all this stuff is like, well, hello. And that can be yeah. really difficult, you know? Yeah. So I, I did go for some counselling when I was, I should say that when it, things got really yeah. bad that time in the pub and yeah. I was having them thoughts. I did about six months of counselling, but I was still drinking throughout that. Okay. And I kind of felt like I, would, I, was, I wasn't taking it as serious as I should because mm. I probably yeah. I should have cut out drink and done the counselling and I'm sure I would have got way more out of it. But I still got a lot out of it. I got a lot yeah. of stuff off my chest throughout that six months yeah um so then i ended up yeah i ended up going back drinking again again i okay. thought after two years sure look mm-hmm. things had moved on and again i'll be it'll be different this time and i probably treaded a little more careful at the start yeah. and i was wary of my drinking and I, yeah you know, Aoife was and it was really just dipping my toe back in i wasn't yeah. going full hog i knew I can't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, with my personality and all of that, it just, I have to be really careful. Mm. But I mean, it, it, it reared its ugly head again. I just, mm. I can't. Yeah. I wish I could. I, I really do. I, I mean, yeah. this like, I'm yeah. not anti alcohol or anti drink yeah. or anti crack. I wish I could go drinking like, yeah. like people. I wish I could sit down, have a few pints of the lads. I miss that so much. Okay. It's really difficult. But I can't do that. I, it's just not in me. I don't, yeah. I can't sit with the idea of we'll just go for a few and then go home. I don't know, was it just the learned behavior I saw and I and I created? But for yeah. me, it's all or nothing. Okay. If I've gone drinking, well, now I'm drinking. Yeah, and you're that, going full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that means that night and that possibly means the next morning again. Yeah. And that's the selfish, like that's really selfish. And that, but that's in me. Mm. And yeah. that's why I I don't, that's why I know I can never drink ever again. Like that's just me. So, you know, this is my journey. Like I said, I'm not against alcohol or I'm not against people. 
I'm not judging anybody. I mean, you know, I, I when people hear this, I, I don't think I'm a great yeah. because <laughs> I stopped drinking. You know, I, yeah. I'm not better than anyone. The only person I'm better than is the person I was when yeah. I did drink. So yeah, yeah. But these you know, conversations are so important. And like you, I'm the same. You know whatever anyone decides to do but by you sharing this I know it'll resonate with a lot of kind of I suppose a lot of men women as well but I think it's really important you know you've been so honest and you've shared how you you gave it up and then you dipped your feet in again and then you did it again so you're you're I suppose you you had to learn the hard way really didn't it oh for sure yeah um and like that I mean it... I started to open my mind into things like, you know, Reiki. Yeah. Uh, Reiki, sorry. Um, big, big lover. Energy it, healing. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Yoga, mindfulness. Yeah. You know, all these things were starting to yeah. become popular and be out there. So I was aware of them and I was trying them. And they were, I was, you know, they were helping. There's no doubt they were helping me. And I was starting to feel a bit better and get a bit more confidence back in myself. Yeah. Um, and I stopped drinking again just before COVID, like yeah. that Christmas. Yeah. So I ended up again, I think the whole of the first two years of COVID sober. Um, and that was, you know, that's a strange time for everyone. Yeah. And I almost triumphed because the world stood still a bit and life kind of yeah. came down to the level that I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? The world almost came down to. Yeah. It, it suited me as yeah. devastating and awful as it was. It just suited me at the time. It was what I needed. There was no, yeah. I wasn't missing out. That fear yeah. of missing out was gone because there was nothing to miss out on. Yeah. Plus I was working with the ambulance service. So I was able to go to work Okay. and I had purpose and I had things to keep yeah. me going. Yeah. So, you know, I, it was good. Mm. But then as things opened up, you know, I, I again, I'd love to say that I, I, I learned so much and that I had was never going to drink again. But the last time I drank, which was last year, um, yeah. I ended up crashing my car. And I mean, like writing off my car. Yeah. Um, I drank. I had decided in my head that I was going to drink at a friend's stag, mm -hmm. and I wasn't going to tell anyone. Yeah. That's how silly it got. So this was me again. Other things we got married we built our house and i'd gone through all these stressful yeah. times <laughs> and wasn't dealing with them properly but i wasn't running to alcohol like i had been but things were building up and things had been building up and for some reason in my head i kind of thought you know what for one night i, I can probably do this okay. and zero zero beers were everywhere now like at this stage so yeah I'd often have a pint of zero zero Heineken in my hand and yeah, you blend, you fit right in. Um, you know, then for my stag do, a gang of us just went to Westport on the train and cause, and we watched the Mayo match and we got the train back to Claire Morris. Yeah. I had a few zero zeros. And by the end of the night, I ended up bringing most people home. So like, you know, that yeah. was my stag. I was bringing the drunk lads home, minding yeah. people. Yeah. But the idea of, been able to have a few at a mate's stag was still appealing to me. Mm -hmm. I, I missed, yeah. I missed that side of things. I missed the bit of camaraderie and that's missed the crack going out with the lads. It just, it wasn't the same when you're not drinking. Yeah. And as much as I tell myself, oh, it's grand. And they'll yeah. say, you know, sure, you're great, good crack anyway and come out. It just, it isn't the same. It's, 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 it's a bit of a struggle. Yeah. And yeah, I made the selfish decision that I was going to go to Galway and I was going to have a few drinks on my own and then come meet the stag and have a few zero zeros in front of them. And as they got drunker, then I'd have a few more drinks. Yeah, you yeah. know, notice. Yeah, yeah. And I'll, I'll monitor it and mind it and I'll head home the next day and I'll have had a great time. But that wasn't the case. Um, you know, I remember drinking vodka Red Bull that night and I hadn't had alcohol in my system for a couple of years. Like, yeah. You know, so a few pints was one thing, but yeah, making vodka and Red Bull, I mean, recipe for disaster. So I had made no proper preparations for the night and I ended up sleeping in the back of my car and I woke up the next morning 
around six or half six, just wrecked and yeah. like <laughs> not in a good place in any way, shape, or form. And I know in my right mind, I was not fit to drive my car. Yeah. yeah. But I wanted to get out of there. And that's what I did. I drove and I ended up crashing and I crashed bad. Now I rode yeah. off this car. Um, you know, it ended up in its roof and knocked a stone wall. And I walked away from it, a couple of scrapes. Yeah. And again, a massive dent to my ego, my mm. plan of I'll drink and no one will know. Yeah. I'll come home the next day, if I won't even know. Well, all that was gone because you know, I ended up in this absolute mess. Um, but that that was that was it. That was it for me. That was the huge, huge awakening that yeah like that and I mean I'm talking to you life can end so quickly yeah and I was so stupid and my selfishness to just want to have a few points so I can fit in could have killed me and not only that I could have killed someone else mm. I was so lucky there was no one on the road at that moment no other car coming or no nobody no pedestrian yeah. no one in the car with me so that hit me hard it hit me yeah. really hard how how different that could have all ended up. Okay. Yeah. And sitting with that for a while, I was kind of going, why did I survive that? Like, why wasn't I injured? Why, why, how, like I went to get my stuff out of the car the next day in the garage that yeah. came and took it away. And I walked in past my car and I was asking the guy where it is. He was like, it's over there. You walk past it. I didn't recognize it. Now mm -hmm. I know it got bashed a bit more when they were moving it. But I mean, he was even looking at me like as if to say, you did well to come out of that. Wow. I, like it was, it was really sobering to see the car and to go, holy hell, like, yeah. yeah. I walked out of that with a few scrapes. Um, so I kind of, at that stage, then knew that, you know, major, major change has to happen for me. Um. I started looking up all this sober literature and reading yeah. loads of books about sobriety and about people's journeys. And the idea of doing courses started popping into my head and I, I just couldn't keep up with my thoughts, but yeah. I had this, I just had this overall feeling that I survived that for a reason. Wow. This like nearly like a switch. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I know how blessed I was to have my family and I have my son and my wife and all them things. But I was like, there's something else. There's more. I mean, there has to be. That's what I'm telling myself. Yeah. And whether that's placebo or not, it doesn't really matter. It worked yeah. for me. And I came across a course that was going to be rolled out in UL on drug and alcohol addiction. Um, and it was a diploma course. And I was like, okay, oh, it's twice a week. Like, can I do this with work and everything? And I, I went for it and I did it. And it was literally one of the best things I've ever done for me. Yeah. Um, it just opened my eyes up to the other side of alcohol. I, I started to understand that basically I'm not alone, you know, obviously. Yeah. That there's other people going yeah, through. This is a disease and there's so much going on I you know I start to figure out that I'm not it's not that I'm addicted to drink I never had I never needed alcohol on a daily basis I was lucky I wasn't dependent yeah. on it I was just binge drinker and a really yeah. you know bad drinker I suppose um and I did I, I that summer as well I I decided I'd go to AA again yeah really tough decision to make because I didn't feel I was, I don't feel I am an alcoholic and I don't feel that I need this, but something inside me was, like I said, just there was this awakening after the crash of that, you know, you really need to do everything you can to make sure that this never happens again. And I went to AA for three months and it was, it was lovely. You know, I met so many nice people. You're hearing stories and you're figuring out that yeah like totally not alone this is mm. this is a, f a lot more normal than I thought yeah so for all those years that I was sitting there thinking what's wrong with me 
Yeah. You know, there was answers out there. I just didn't know where to look. Yeah. Um, and I started, I started the second Instagram page, which is my Akara coaching one now. Yeah. Um, and I started following all these sober people. And there was a guy called Andy Ramich. Um, he's English guy who had started this campaign called One Year No Beer in England. Um, yeah. And I just started following him and everything he said kind of resonated with me. He was really positive. Mm. Um, he was talking about all the positive things about giving up alcohol, not yeah. all the negative things, why you gave it up, all the positive reasons not to drink. And yeah. that's been speaking to me more. Um, and I ended up doing a diploma with him as well uh, in positive psychology and alcohol-free coaching. Um, and I just got my certs for that yesterday. So Amazing. really the last 15 months, my addictive personality has thrown me into every single course that I can possibly do. Sometimes two different ones in a week. Okay. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. two different ones in two days. Like I was hardly able to keep up with myself. I was yeah. doing so much. Okay. But and at the same time, so I was excited managing. to learn and get in all yeah. that information. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Like that. This is way more yeah. um, productive for my time. I was like all the time, energy, and money I wasted in trying to drink and trying to push away all these feelings, and it just dawned on me like yeah if I put half as much effort into some education and yeah. go the other way then you know I, I, it's going to pay a dividend big time mm. and it has done and yeah I, I'm here I said uh, I've got my level seven diploma now from UL um, I'd never like I said I didn't go to third level so it surprised me how how quickly I took to it yeah uh, you know, doing the, doing the work. Mm. Um, and it was just really enjoyable. I've met my network of people has just flourished in the last yeah. year of like-minded people. Yeah. You've probably met your people now, yeah. who, you know, proper connections who understand this version of you, do you know, because I'm sure you felt like the last few years you've been, you've changed rapidly to who you were a few years ago to who you are now. So you need people, don't you, who kind of can understand what you've gone through for that sense of belonging. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So like my, my, my core group of friends have known yeah. me for since yeah, yeah. 10 or 13 or whatever. Yeah. We've, we're all friends a really long time and we'll yeah. still friends and we'll remain yeah. friends. They've been really good and supportive of me. I mean, there's never any pressure to come out or to do anything. I kind of come and go as I please. Yeah. But they understand where I'm at. Yeah. Um, but then like changing jobs and even in my job, I was working in Sligo for four and a half years and I've been in Casabar the last three and I'm just meeting so many new people, but none of them know my backstory. So like I'm kind of selling this thing. Oh, I don't drink. And then, yeah. oh, for a plate, yeah. And that's it. Like, you know, good yeah. on you. And, you know, that's it. And there's nothing more said. And yeah, I suppose I just, I never, I wasn't able, or I wasn't, probably wasn't, definitely wasn't strong enough until I'd done all the courses. I sort I wouldn't have done this. If you'd asked me to come on and do a podcast this time last year, no way. Yeah. I just wouldn't have been able to talk about my drinking. I wouldn't have been able to admit my faults. And I, I, I'm just I'm just so aware now after lived experience is so important. And from having chatted with so many wonderful people over the last year and meeting so many people who work in um, alcohol misuse departments and, you know, addiction that there's just so much good out there. Yeah. And, you know, I, I wasn't, like I said, I was no different. I just didn't know yeah. how to deal with it. Mm. Um, and mental health and alcohol and mental health and addiction kind of go hand in hand. Um, so I had lots of mental health problems and I, like I said, anxiety. Um, and I've learned to deal with a lot of that. Like yeah. I do breath work, I'll do yoga. Like I said, I do Reiki. I'll do whatever I need now yeah. for me. Uh, I'll go for a walk. And I know that's that's not macho, which was, I thought being a man was going for pints and, you know, 
being a scut <laughs> and out chasing women. And mm. that to me was what being a man was playing football. Yeah. I mean, and I was doing that for a long time. And I had a lot of fun and a lot of crack yeah. and you know, I had great memories, but that's not who I am. And I won't be defined by my past, you know, I won't be defined by all the mistakes I've made. Because they had that has molded you. If none of that had happened, you wouldn't be sitting here as Jamie. Do you know? Yeah, like they all exactly. are defining moments to bring you to this moment. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I've like I said, I made lots of mistakes and I hurt people along the way. And I am sorry for any hurt I caused. Yeah. But I didn't know better. And that's that's who I was. And mm. it's not who I am. And yeah. I really just want to, I don't know what's coming next for me. Yeah, because like I was said. just going to ask you that, yeah. like, what's next? Where, where's, what's next for Jamie? Or So I've done, I, like, the, I've done the courses and that they're great. And, but I, I feel my lived experience is, is the big thing for me. Yeah. Um, so coaching, um, the idea of coaching appeals to me. I like that. Yeah. You know, you're, I yeah. like talking with people and, the idea of helping people, I do it in my job regular. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a, it's just a lovely thing to do. Yeah. And because I'm I'm ready now and I feel open now to tell my story. Yeah. I just if anyone can identify with it, I mean, I know you said you were going to put the link up to that yeah. other Instagram page mm -hmm. and do people yeah. can message me yeah. and if I can help anyone, I will. Um, yeah. I know it's difficult. I've been there and. It's tough to it's tough to put your hand up and say, look, yeah. I have a problem. Be yeah. it mental health, be it with drink, be it with drugs. Yeah. Um, but there's definitely no shame. Yeah. There's absolutely no shame. It's about breaking that stigma. Yeah. And breaking yeah. the cycles. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the idea that you're macho by pushing it down, you're not. Yeah. yeah. You're not. You yeah. can't push them down. And yeah. you know, you gotta look after each other. Yeah. You have to look after yourself. Um so for me, yeah, I'm just going to, I suppose, watch this space. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going to happen next. Like, I'm involved in this radio show in Clamaris, The Healthy Conversations. Um, that's been lovely. But all these opportunities just keep happening. And I know you say we get drawn to it. I, I totally am all for it. I, I do. I believe that something's guiding me. I, I, yeah. I feel it. Like the... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The UL course ended in April and the following week, the other one was starting. Wow. And I remember thinking, oh gosh, that's a lot going yeah. from one to the other. But then another side of me went, well, that door's closing and this one's opening yeah, for yeah. you. Yeah, so, so you when, just have to keep being yeah. yourself and following the steps. Yeah, no, I do. I really do. I feel I've been guided and yeah. I'm I'm very holistic about everything. Um, yeah. I'm spiritual more yeah. than religious yeah um, but yeah i see the angel numbers and i see things yeah, yeah. And every now and again they're a little nod to me yeah whether it's true or not i don't know the number plate in front of me will have three ones or three yeah. six sevens or three eights and i'm kind of going okay what was i thinking about there in my head you yeah know, maybe that was just a little nod to say yeah you're heading yeah. in the right direction um so yeah yeah that's yeah that's pretty much it you definitely are. Well, thank you so much for being here. I suppose for me, after listening to this, I think like you sharing your your journey is so powerful. I think especially um, for you being a man, because sometimes for myself, I have a little cabin um, at the back of my house and I have had a few men come and a few on a few occasions they have said, oh, God, if anyone knew I was here. You know, there can be a lot of shame about talking about, you know, struggling with mental health or feeling anxiety. And I definitely know, you know, from from my experience, from helping people, you know, for men and women, people's relationship with alcohol is changing. And I think we're changing in society, whereas years ago, you know, if we had any problem or there was, ah, just go for a few drinks, just go. Whereas I think people are seeing that, oh God, I might drink on Friday, but I might feel shit for five days. So I think by you even sharing this, that it's okay to question and to ask yourself, 
you know, does this feel good for me? And again, you know, you might love drinking and having the crack and that's okay as well. So it's not that, you know, there's no shame here, but it's okay, you know, to be curious. And I don't know, do you follow the holistic psychologist? I think I do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to share her post because I thought it was really symbolic. So it was either last night or this morning. Her post is all about how when you change your relationship with alcohol, it can be really lonely. I just thought it was so symbolic and like mm. what you said about, you know, I suppose your identity is changing or, you know, the society we live in, especially like celebrations, you know, okay, birthdays. Yeah. Christmans what do we do it's like there always has to be alcohol do you know yeah so oh, I yeah. Think, things have I definitely think, yeah. changed and things are the term sober curious is, yeah. is big now like and there's so much like I said there's yeah. a zero zero form of everything now yeah. so yeah. I think the, the tide has changed a bit um and people are thinking more about their drinking yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah yeah just trying to fit in in society and changing and yeah yeah that's what it's all about yeah yeah the more you do this journey I don't know do you resonate with this the more I suppose you go back and a lot of it is going back healing the stuff from the past in order to be the most authentic version of you and now I've realized the more I try to fit in the worse it feels I yeah. came here to be my most weirdest authentic self life is actually easier <laughs> but- oh for sure and I mean Look at it. I value time more than yeah. anything now. I don't need to tell you yeah. about that. I mean, yeah. you share so lovely and yeah. you're a great advocate and I love yeah. following you and watching your stuff. But like time is so precious. Yeah. It's yeah. all about time. And I don't chase money or fame or, you know, the, that's lifestyle anymore. That's kind of, yeah. that's just not for me. I'm more settled now. I'm happier as I am. Um, and I really like having MJ, it saved my life in mm-hmm. so many ways. Like uh, that's a lot to say or put on him. He doesn't realize that yet, but you know, someday he will, I, he'll see this and I'll tell him yeah. multiple times, but his arrival changed my life forever. Yeah. And yeah. I just want him to grow up knowing that, knowing all the things I didn't know. I want him to know that. It's yeah. fine. It's okay not to feel okay. It's okay to have feelings. It's okay to feel down. It's okay to feel angry. Yeah. But there's all these other ways to deal with it. Yes. And alcohol is there. And if you can use alcohol for what it is and, you know, just have a good time with it. Wonderful. Yeah. Great. But like it, it's not, it's not a good medication, you know, using yeah. alcohol to deal with your problems is like throwing petrol on to a yeah. fire to try and quench it. So, yeah, I'm just hoping my lived experience will help him anyway. Um, yeah. And hopefully help someone else. Like I've, I said. I've no doubt now. <laughs> I'm gonna tag your 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 page um when I put this out so people can reach out to you. And if this resonates, definitely do. And I've no doubt that the universe is gonna put you in all the right places because it's so important, you know. I suppose the more we share our own journey, the more we, we help others, you know, and by, by doing that, you know, we can bring great healing out into the world. So thank you so, so, so much. Well, thank you, Kira. That was lovely. Yeah, it felt right. And the time was right. Thanks so yeah. much. I hope you see loads of angel numbers now today. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be keeping an eye out. <laughs> I'll check.